You're listening to the Quince podcast. Amazon Prime Standoff, a nine-episode political thriller TV series which began streaming online in mid January 2021 and ever since its release it has received a ton of backlash from different parts of the country especially in the form of 13 FIRs filed against Aparna Purohit Amazon Prime Videos India Creative Head the creators of the show and also the cast which includes the likes of Saif Ali Khan Dimple Kapadia Mohammad Zishan Ayub and Sunil Grover Now the Supreme Court on 5th March granted interim protection from arrest to Aparna Purohit stating that she will not be arrested provided she cooperates with the investigations But earlier on 25th February an Allahabad High Court single judge bench rejected the anticipatory bail plea filed by Purohit for allegedly promoting religious enmity and further stating in its 20 page order that and I quote the conduct of the applicant shows that she has scant respect for the law of the land and her conduct further disentitles her to any relief from this court So for today's episode we'll go through what the entire Tandav case is about what the Allahabad High Court judgment said what the Supreme Court ruling was about today and what's next for the case To discuss all this, I spoke to Karan Tripathi, who is a legal consultant for the Quint and has been following the case from the start. Get tuned in to the Big Story, the podcast where we dissect the headline-making news for you, and I'm your host, Emmat. So, Karan, uh I don't think a lot of people know, but you're one of the the newest employees at the quint how is it going so far so far so good i'm not complaining at all so okay uh i think one of the first cases that you did report on or actually let's uh tell people what you do at the quint i think that's more important right now what do you do at the quint what's your role i am helping the editorial team with the legal content so you can sort of call me a legal consultant for the editorial team uh yeah it's a very interesting fascinating job because i get to both report what's happening in the courts and in the legal fraternity and at the same time also get to wear my lawyer's hat and analyze it critically mm-hmm. and you know uh, put these legal analysis a uh, long form legal analysis out there so i think it's a balance of both and i'm really enjoying it okay great so karan we are here to talk about the sh- the amazon prime show tandav which has invited a lot of fans critics and and uh, and also quite a lot of FIRs as well that to just within 24 hours into its release so let's situate ourselves as well and also our listeners into what exactly the controversy is uh, and what the controversy was uh, what the controversy is about and then move on into the case and the FIRs which have been lodged against it so can you take can you take me through what the controversy is about uh, yes I mean I myself was uh, got aware of court and court controversy when I got to know that there are so many FIRs being registered I mean 13 FIRs across seven states to be precise um against this particular show against the director producer one particular actor and Aparna Purohit who is the India head of Amazon Prime uh, video um I didn't watch the show before that uh, but after this thing sort of blew up i went and i watched the show and i sort of trying to understand what is the controversy about mm-hmm. uh and then i got to know that the controversy about was about a particular scene which there is a dramatization like a lokar natak where mm-hmm. or a street show where there is a character of lord shiva and there's a character of narad the sage narad and they are having 
a conversation about the current political scenario of the country from protests to lynching to uh, to rising communal tensions and intolerance and um, and the two gods which is lord shiva and lord ram have been posed in a modern context and they have been asked to comment on what is happening what is going on in the country as well as what is going on in their name as to yeah. what people are doing by by invoking them they what their quote and quote supporters are doing so politicization of religion was one of the aspects uh, innuendos and aspects that were there in the scenes uh, but as the controversy sort of blew up and multiple fir's were registered uh and I, you very rightly pointed out that all of these fir's were registered in a very small period of time so yeah. which also sort of makes it very fascinating that how come people separated by boundaries and uh, people separated by different states got offended by a particular content within just hours and then again decided to file fir's within hours so this timing this accuracy of timing of people across states getting offended and then moving to police stations and filing fir's also sort of raised eyebrows which unfortunately no court uh, thought of you know looking into um, yeah yes so the case the states which have from where the fir's have been re- registered are from like i believe uttar pradesh madhya pradesh karnataka maharashtra and delhi or yes or, yes or, yes you're right there are seven states there's seven states. Uh, there's seven states uh, in which the F- 13 fir's in total have been registered and uh, hmm. uh some of those uh, fir's as you rightly pointed out in uttar pradesh in madhya pradesh you have one in delhi you have in uh, himachal pradesh also mm-hmm. uh, and these fir's invoke uh, i mean these fir's are almost similar in both the in both the offenses that they invoke mm-hmm. as well as what are they aggrieved by what are what is the bone of contention um in these fir's is almost identical in all of these 13 fir's which again raises eyebrows so i will just i will just tell you as to what are the major offenses yeah, can, that these yeah. you can take us through the major grievances voiced in this in these complaints uh, that'll be great yeah yeah so i think the major offenses that these fir's raise are section 295a 153a1 5051b and 5052 of the mm-hmm. indian penal code which basically are the offenses that talk about deliberately and maliciously creating uh, enmity against religious groups or mm-hmm. deliberately and maliciously or intentionally outraging the religious beliefs or publishing something that induces people to commit crime against the state or against mm-hmm. public public tranquility and then you have a couple of provisions from the information technology act that have been invoked like section 66 and 67 which is okay. slightly problematic because the fir doesn't mention which part of section 66 or 67 have been invoked which is very important to point out here because as we all know that in landmark judgment of shreya single uh, versus union mm-hmm. of india the supreme court had struck down section 66a of the information technology act as being unconstitutional mm-hmm. but we have seen that despite the supreme court's judgment in shreya single uh, we see instances of police still invoking section 66a to put people behind bars so that also is very fascinating part that courts missed in this particular case okay uh, so from what uh, from what i've gathered also about the case following the case since beginning uh the biggest uh, news breaking one about uh, judgment was the alabad high court uh, where it rejected the anticipatory bail against 
Aparna Purohit, the Amazon Prime video, India, uh, Videos India Head of Development. So can you take us through what the Alaba Etsy order said exactly and uh, what yeah. what was uh, the judgment about? Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, it's a very unfortunate judgment to begin with. Um, mm. I mean, I was going through Twitter and I saw someone saying that it is literally a political rant with a citation. So you can see the experts, the people from the fraternity, as well as people outside the fraternity having strong views against not just what the judgment holds in terms of, it, uh, of, of its order, but also the language used by the court to express its order and express its reasoning uh, is also something that, that people have criticized. But before mm -hmm. that, uh, Himmat, I would just like to quickly go through that what were the major allegations against Aparna Purohit before Allahabad High Court sure. in that FIR. And um, so, they, so the allegations are that, that, her, that the particular show is adversely affect, affecting the image of Uttar Pradesh police. Hindu mm -hmm. gods and goddesses have been depicted in bad light with the intention of inciting communal sentiments. Mm -hmm. uh, the post of prime minister has been depicted in a manner that will adversely affect the democratic system of the country. Mm. And uh, utterances have been made against the state police, public administration and the constitutional posts so that the element of hate is developed between the communities. Now, very quickly, I just want to point out that though the offenses that have been invoked in the FIR are about religious enmity or mm. creating, creating, uh, uh, outraging the religious belief or creating hatred between religious groups, in the FIR, we see that the people are aggrieved by the depiction of political leaders, like the prime minister and the chief minister. So I sort of fail to understand as to how uh, commenting on the prime minister or commenting on the chief minister would amount to outraging religious belief or creating hatred between religious groups. I fail to draw that link at all. I mean, it's beyond me or, or, or maybe you know people are suggesting that there is a link between a particular religion and the post of prime minister and the chief minister but i don't know um so this is this is the background in which the uh, bench of justice siddharth at Allahabad high court took up this matter and uh, mm. and and then after reserving its order when the judgment came out he denied anticipatory bail to aparna purohit uh, but before this Allahabad High Court order, yeah, so this is this is the background. These are the offenses and these are the facts that were presented before the Allahabad High Court, uh, before, the, before the bench of Justice Siddharth, who adjudicated upon this matter and eventually denied anticipatory bail to Aparna Purohit. But before we came to Allahabad High Court, we have to go back to the Supreme Court. And I, I will quickly take you back to Supreme Court when... On 27th January, Supreme mm. Court had denied uh, the request of Aparna Purohit and other makers of the Tandav show for mm. clubbing the FIRs that were registered against them in various mm. states. And uh, so the basic argument before the Supreme Court back then was that, you know, there are that the that Aparna Purohit or the other defendants are the residents of Bombay. And it is highly unfair to expect them to go to every small district in Uttar Pradesh and Madhya Pradesh to file anticipatory bail. So mm. they said that it is only to serve, uh, uphold her fundamental right to freedom and speech and expression to grant her relief of clubbing all the FIRs and transferring all the FIRs to one police station. Mm. Uh, 
Okay. And and secondly, they wanted interim protection from arrest because they like you know tomorrow any police can come and arrest her, so we need to protect yeah. protect that. But the yeah. Supreme Court denied both the reliefs, and Supreme okay. Court and and this is very surprising because exactly the same relief was provided to Arnab Goswami and Amish Devkar. In so both what, of uh, what was the reasoning, uh, legal reasoning that the Supreme Court gave? So Supreme Court first of all said that they cannot exercise that power of quashing FIRs, which is usually done under Section 482 of hmm. the Criminal Procedure Court. So Supreme Court said that under Section 482 of Criminal Procedure Court, it is the High Court that has the power to quash the FIRs uh, or quash the criminal case. And as a Supreme Court, you can't exercise that power. And second, Supreme Court said that no, we don't feel inclined to transfer the uh, F, uh, uh, transfer the FIRs to one police station and to grant you interim protection because religious sentiments have been hurt. The mm. Supreme Court was Supreme Court was of the opinion that there is a prima facie hurting of religious sentiment in this case. So yeah. Supreme Court sort of denied the relief in this particular case, but exactly. The similar relief was provided in the cases of Adnan Goswami and um, and Mr. Devgan, uh, mm. Amish Devgan. So that so that's why uh, Supreme Court gave them liberty to move the high courts and take appropriate action there. Uh, so Aparna Purohit, that's why came to Allahabad High Court and filed this anticipatory bail petition. Yeah. And uh, and after the hearing, the petition got rejected. So this is the journey that this particular case had to take from Supreme Court to yeah. High Court and now back to Supreme Court. Okay, so the uh, the judgment was a 20-page judgment basically, but can you give us the highlights of what the judgment was? Yes, I mean, it was a 20-page judgment with, yeah. with six paragraphs dedicated to freedom of religion, but not a single paragraph dedicated to freedom of speech and expression. Mm -hmm. which, which is uh. a which is a telling account, which is a telling account of the judicial reasoning in this particular case. Uh, and which is also fascinating because in a in a bail matter, in a when you're adjudicating bail, the mm -hmm. rights that you have to balance is the police's right to investigate and the accused's right to liberty. Uh -huh. These are the these are the two contrasting or conflicting rights that uh, a, a judge who's adjudicating bail has to sort of balance, right? Mm. And while while balancing these both rights, the principle is that bail is the rule and jail is the exception. That okay. that police's right to investigate is not a fundamental right, but a person's mm. right to liberty is a fundamental right, and therefore, one the, and therefore the rule is the bail and the jail is the exception. Uh, mm -hmm. And also, there are multiple principles on which bail adjudication has to happen. First of all, is uh, you have to see whether the offence is serious. So, seriousness of the offence is calculated at you know Arnesh Kumar versus State of Bihar. It said that offences which are punishable with seven years or of more imprisonment uh, mm -hmm. would be termed as serious offences, which is not the case in this particular matter. Like her offences are punishable maximum by two years of imprisonment. And uh -huh. or fine or both. So even even the court can say fine. We will not send you to jail, but you, you can just pay fine. So it's not a serious offense. Second second thing that you have to look at is whether there's a flight risk. Whether whether mm -hmm. if given bail, this person would flee the investigation or flee the justice, which yes. is also not the case in the present case because uh, Aparna Purohit said that she will comply to any conditions that is put upon her liberty if granted bail. Mm -hmm. And 
third is tampering of evidence that whether if released on bail this person will tamper the evidence or or sort of influence the witnesses which is also highly unlikely in the case because here the evidence is only not produced like we don't know what the evidence is right like yeah. when you're saying that there is when you're saying that religious hatred has been created or religious beliefs have been outraged how do you give evidence of that so the evidence of that can be that there was a riot or there was a fighting between two communities or abusing or tensions between two communities but none of that or evidence was produced tranquility was being disturbed or exactly like, like public tranquility yeah. being disturbed but or a crime was being committed anything like which requires uh, like i think which are the legal provisions for those charges that uh, she has been imposed she's been charged with right exactly so you yeah. have to sort of give some evidence of uh, yeah. public tranquility being disturbed or or riots happening but none of that is there and even if there is that evidence mm. how come how can you expect uh, aparna purohit to to influence that or tamper yeah. with that because these are cognitive evidence right yeah. so so i mean these uh, these are the discussions that a bail order should have but mm-hmm. completely absent in these 20 pages uh okay so yeah so i mean at that point you would ask yourself okay then what is there in this order yeah like doesn't it sort of raise a curiosity like yeah. if it if it doesn't have the evidence if it doesn't have the principles of the bail then what is there in this order okay so i'm inter- i'm interested now what is exactly in the order as well yeah and that's what motivated me to read those 20 pages again and again <laughs> and uh, and then when i wrote when i read those 20 pages all that i could find are ranting like or what what i actually co- called in one of the analysis that i wrote for the quint is an ideologically laden political commentary and why mm-hmm. i call it why i call it an ideologically laden political commentary is because the author here uses terminologies which actually amount to creating us versus them okay. where it where it creates where it presupposes that the religious sentiments of the majority community have been hurt uh, mm. the court sort of puts itself as a custodian of the majority community mm. you know the the judge okay. the judge giving this order assumes yeah. the role of the custodian of the majority community and passes this dictat that yes our sentiments have been heard but okay. and completely overlooks the arguments made by the other party so so you see that there is uh, and and the best example of it being an ideologically laden political commentary is in one of the paragraphs the court actually goes on to say uh, and i quote that the forces inimical to the interest of this country become active and they make it an issue and raise it before different national and international forums alleging that the indian citizens have become intolerant and india has become unsafe place to live even in the liberal democracies of the west it becomes a topic of debate and the indian diplom- indian diplomacy has to face tough time protecting the interests of the country mm-hmm. and and then they go on to say that how some film filmmakers have made it a fashion they have made it a norm to berate the the feelings or the sentiments of the majority community and all of this mm-hmm. so so and it it doesn't happen in the west in the west nobody makes movies that berates jesus christ this is completely false because mm-hmm. spotlight yeah, we movies. all know spotlight yeah spotlight comes to mind very 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 uh, heart wrenching film yeah one uh, the best picture at academy awards is yeah. all about exposing pedophilia in in, in catholic yeah. church but uh, 
so what what is interesting here is that all these terminologies uh, and the court has given no evidence that there have been an instance of our ministry of external affairs holding meetings with their foreign counterparts explaining them that how we are not an intolerant country like it doesn't happen we don't know yeah. we have no evidence of jay shankar baby meeting biden or like angela yeah. merkel and you know telling them that oh no no we are not intolerant <laughs> yeah. just because some random person posted some tweet on uh-huh. twitter i don't think that happens so but i think what is more important is that all of this is a part of a larger narrative that is being built that is we are defaming the country hmm but this entire idea of defaming the country is nowhere in the law there is nothing called defamation of the country like mm. there is no offense called defamation of the country so you so we here see that new terminologies uh, and also they say political order political order the term political order is also not envisaged mm. in the offenses that are that are you know uh, used against uh, purohit in this fir so we see that new terminologies are entering judicial orders and these terminologies mm. do not have any place in the law books we don't find them in the law books i studied law for 6 years i never read about them uh. but but we find these terminologies in the political discourse in political mm. discourse we see time and again people using these terminologies like defaming the country or or you know communal order political order so that's why i said that it's a it's a political commentary because a judicial order is not supposed to have political terms it's supposed to have judicial terms it's supposed to have judicial language but it instead of using judicial language it is using political commentary and political okay so uh given what the court has said so far and all that you've described as well what what alabad hc has said as well and the supreme court uh, ruling as well and not um, binding all the cases together what has been the case so far for aparna purohit uh, like what are, what are, what are uh, what are the actions which amazon india has taken to basically try to extinguish uh, this uh, quote and quote uh, um, controversy as such so uh, have they uh, try to remove have they said that they'll remove the uh, scenes the objectionable scenes or take down the uh series altogether what actions have been taken so far can you walk uh, us through that they have actually i mean even before the alabad high court aparna purohit's lawyer had argued that amazon mm. had taken down the objectionable scenes they have also put a disclaimer they have also later issued an apology that if there is some hurt or some someone has been hurt or some loss has been caused they're prof- they're apologizing profusely all mm-hmm. of this was argued before the alabad high court also but the court completely mm. neglected that the court com- court said it doesn't matter if you have a disclaimer it doesn't matter you have apologized it doesn't matter at all wow just because okay. you have done it yeah so and also it becomes very interesting because it's an anticipatory bail like it is yes. not a trial it's not yeah. a trial you cannot pass judgments on the merits of the case in an mm. anticipatory bail matter and it is a law yeah. you're not supposed to go into the merits of the case and mm-hmm. so even today in the supreme court where this particular alabad high court order has been challenged mukul rohatki yeah, argued senior advocate mukul rohatki said the same thing he said that we uh, amazon has apologized has removed the content and they are willing to make even more cuts to the to the content so mm-hmm. you have amazon saying that we are willing to make more cuts to the show 
yeah. and you and you and they're saying you tell us what is objectionable and we'll cut it out but but i feel that's problematic i feel that even if even if we don't end up sending aparna to jail even if we don't end up convicting her we have we have we have actually harmed the freedom of expression already we have created a chilling effect already because you have yeah. you have amazon here coming and saying that you tell us what to remove we'll remove it now that has sort of yeah. now it it has a potential of become, becoming a precedent of a chilling effect that tomorrow a person in a remotest village of up will come and say i find this objectionable and yes. then as a content creator you'll have to remove it so even if so some in in law uh, there's a criminologist malcolm m malcolm m feely who quoted this very famous term called process is the punishment hmm and we see that is happening so even if purohit ends up not going to jail or ends up not getting convicted punishment has happened and the punishment here is that the freedom of speech has been curbed and the content has been removed so 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 that is where we sort of say that the judiciary should have been more proactive the judiciary should have been more aware of and we also have to take cognizance of the fact that such a big company a content generation company also including that like amazon is taking such steps of uh, telling the court that we will remove all the objectionable uh, content that you see as objectionable without any clause as such so i think that's also a very yeah big... that's very that's very important yeah. that's very important himmat because yeah. because amazon has money to have mukul rohati yes we don't <laughs> yeah. uh, i mean tomorrow if someone takes objection to this podcast I don't think that Quint is going to pay Mukul Rahadgi to represent us. So, <laughs> so I don't think. I think it's cost on that card. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think that we have money to hire senior counsels representing us in the Supreme Court. Uh, so, if if someone with so much power and 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 privilege is mm-hmm. is sort of like taking a step back and saying we'll make the cuts, mm-hmm. well, it really puts all of us in a very very precarious situation. So. just summing up as well what's next for the case like are we is have we closed a chapter or are we still like reading on what's where do we I see think, this thing going forward i think the case has taken a very interesting turn now because mm-hmm. uh, now uh, because supreme court today i mean yesterday they said they want to read the new ott rules mm-hmm. uh, that had been promulgated under section 79 of the information technology act and today when the court came after reading the ott rules they said well there is no teeth in these rules mm-hmm. to prosecute so the court wow. was of the court was of the opinion that there is a need to screen the content on ott platforms because they also show pornography uh-huh. uh, and the court is like no 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 you have to screen this so so now what happened is that today court came all prepared reading the ott rules and the court is like oh but there is nothing in these ott rules to prosecute it has no teeth it won't do anything there is nothing yeah. in these rules to prosecute uh, mr union of india you make a new law you make a new law if you want to because these rules there's nothing to prosecute which so is the, the ott rules which have been which were passed recently uh, are they just guidelines on what or like yes, they are just guidelines they are just regulatory in nature they are just okay. regulatory in nature they are not prosecutorial in nature they are not penal okay they are not yeah. penal guidelines they don't penalize they are regulatory in nature all right um, and and yes i mean regulatory guidelines they are not supposed to penalize they are supposed to regulate right mm-hmm. and that's what the solicitor general also informed the court he said that that these rules were made to strike a balance between not doing censorship and also promoting self regulation 
So they okay. wanted to sort of strike a balance and that's why these rules are created. But Solicitor General also said something today which I find very sinister. I mean, I'm very curious to know what that means. He says that we will present a better draft tomorrow. Okay. Now, I don't get this. What is this better draft? Is this she better? Her anticipatory bail has been uh, accepted. Like she's been granted anticipatory bail. The... Uh, the Union of India still wants to go after her with a new draft of the OTT bill. No, she has not been granted anticipatory bail as of yet. She has been given okay. interim protection from arrest. Interim protection. So, yeah, so till the time Supreme Court decides this case, she will not be arrested. So right. it's an it's an interim protection. Interim protection is she got in Allahabad High Court also. Allahabad High Court also right. said that till the time we give our judgment, she can't be arrested. Okay. So she has been given interim protection from arrest till the time Supreme Court decides. But Supreme Court has decided to enlarge the scope of this case now. So the Supreme Court decides this is no longer about Aparna Prohit, but we also have to comment on whether these OTT platforms need to be screened or not. And people put in content there need to be prosecuted, which is very fascinating, Himmat, because there is another, P, there are a bunch of PILs already pending before another bench of the Supreme Court that hmm. is that is looking into this matter of regulating OTT platforms. Yes. But despite that, this court somehow decided that, no, 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 we need to sort of also talk about OTT regulation. Uh, okay. So, yeah. So, and then, then Solicitor General said that we'll, we'll present a better draft, but I don't know what this better draft is. Is this better draft a different version of the present guidelines or is it a completely different legislation that none of us in the country know about? Hmm. So, so it's very fascinating. I mean... Yeah, the the uh, case has uh, evolved into... Uh, yeah, this case has now gone into various directions yeah, and it's, directions it's fascinating to see what we get from the yeah. Supreme Court. It's not just Aparna Prohit now, it's also freedom of speech and expression, it's also OTT uh, expression in the OTT platforms, regulation of these platforms and how, uh, how far we will go from censorship mm-hmm. to criminalization. You know, earlier it was about censorship, we saw Padmavat case. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw in different cases it's uh, it and bandit queen. We saw that it was the idea was to censor. If you don't agree with this, we'll censor you. But mm-hmm. we are now going a step ahead and we are criminalizing. Okay. We are now going no 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 censorship is it won't do enough. Now we'll we'll criminalize you. We'll put you in jail. Yeah. And that is that is dangerous because yeah. you are creating a crime when mm-hmm. there is no in when there is no intention or malice. You know, a crime for for censorship, you don't have to prove a higher threshold of intention and malice. But for crime, you have to prove a higher threshold of intention and malice. So it's a very disturbing trend that we are going towards. And I'm very fascinated to see what Supreme Court will rule on this. Yeah, I think this age old debate of creative uh, liberty versus regulation will keep on going. And uh, well, thank you again for uh, coming on the podcast. And I'm sure. Uh, I'll see you again soon because uh, given how, uh, as you said as well, that they will come up with a new draft very, very soon or tomorrow uh, by the looks of it, uh, you'll be on the podcast very soon again. So Thank, thank you so much for having me. It's always, a, it's, it's always great to talk yeah. about uh, law in the context of society, politics, entertainment and basically, you know, taking the law outside of the courtroom, outside of the fraternity and just having these discussions with people from various backgrounds. And yeah talking law with them. It's it's absolutely liberating. Thank you for having me. And I'm sure our listeners as well will be invigorated and also interested to know and understand what the Tandav case has gone through so far and also the larger picture that the content we watch and the creative liberty which people enjoy on these platforms is at stake.
So to know more about the case against the Amazon Web Series, head over to the Quint website. You can also catch all the updates regarding it on all our social media platforms. If you liked listening to this episode, please subscribe to The Big Story for episodic updates. We're available on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, GeoSavant, and most of the other popular podcast streaming platforms. For other podcasts, please log on to the Quint website. And for any feedback, please shoot an email to podcast at thequint.com. Thanks for listening. Log on to the Quint's website and check out our other podcasts.